Welcome to Family Cast. I'm Kyle Gowen. And I'm Amy Gowen. We're glad you've joined us today. Family Cast is a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast today. And we're talking about a very unique topic today, the digital family. Uh, what does it look like with cell phones, social media, uh, computer, all of those types of aspects in our family? What, what are, how do we handle those things? Uh, how, how, you know, with our kids today being more uh, socially connected than ever before, how should we handle that as a family? Is it okay to have uh, limits on the amount of time and even limit the amount of platforms, social media platforms uh, that people are on? Uh, one of the things we want to try to talk about from our family is what does it look like to set boundaries? And, and I think it's important uh, for us to be able to say from the very beginning, and Amy, I want you to talk a little bit about this. You know, what we're describing today is very much that. We're describing how we did it in our family. We're not necessarily prescribing. Uh, we're describing what we did. And, and, and we began in a different age and a different time because uh, really when our kids were growing up, cell phones, uh, smartphones were just coming on. We were, we were dealing with computers. Absolutely. I think about looking back how different our life was with technology when we were teenagers, obviously, and then raising young children with it not being the everyday, everyday presence. So we get it. We realize that young families today themselves as parents have probably always had technology and maybe even social media uh, as part of their life. So this is how we navigated the waters. I think there's still principles that can be applied to any generation, any time frame, because let's face it, the tsunami of technology is changing so quickly. We're all struggling to keep up with it, no matter our age. Well, and, and it's unique that we're actually talking about uh, this topic because you probably found family cast through a social media platform uh, from the ideas of I mean you're thinking about you've got YouTube you've got Snapchat Instagram uh, you've got WhatsApp Twitter Kick Messenger what GroupMe TikTok Tumblr and by the fact that I just named some of those you're going man, he's out of date. He's not even talked about the 10 that are really relevant today. But I was so impressed. You're calling off things I haven't even heard of. So I'm like, wow, Kyle's in the know. <laughs> well, a, a quick search of social media <laughs> platforms helps on that, you know. Uh, but yeah, we, we've, we've walked through this. It did look a little different uh, when our kids were coming up. Uh, but today, uh, we, I, I like the word you used, it's tsunami. It's like it's just overtaking us today. I mean, and, and the sheer reality of it is, is that we're all connected socially. Um, uh, what is it? It's billions, literally billions upon billions of people are on Facebook. Um, you've got Instagram, you, Twitter being one of the smallest social media platforms, yet it's one of the most powerful uh, platforms today, Instagram, where people are so visually driven uh, and those types of things. So it's here and the platforms themselves aren't wrong, but how do we help our kids? How do we help uh, them understand how to, how to navigate and how to use the social media world uh, in a productive way, in a, in a constructive way? 
I think it's a gift. I think when we think about um, kingdom building, if that's what we're about, if we're about raising families that are um, living the gospel out, technology is a gift. It's something that our generations uh, will look back and see how we steward stewarded them. Um, I think that if we if we just throw the baby out with the bathwater, we're missing out on opportunities. Yes, to spread the gospel, but also to um, grow as a family, really speaking into our children's lives, because they're in it. They are in this world. Um, And we can choose to uh, deny it and let them figure it out on their own, which would be a shame. Be a disaster. Or we can partner along with them and let them know that this technology um, gift can either be used for our good, or it can be a monster that brings us down. You know, um, again, I want to make sure in here, I want you to hear me say, we're talking about principles. Uh, we are describing some things that we did in our own family. And so I, I want you to be thinking along the lines of principally, how does this work? You know, in the early days with our family, uh, we were dealing with computers uh, mainly. I mean, laptops hadn't even really been uh, hit the market huge yet, though there were there, you know, they were desktops were much more um affordable. And so in the world of desktop computing with children, we were dealing with like computer games uh, that you would purchase and you would load up. Uh, we were we were dealing with, the, in, in the early days, it was blogs. You had Zanga, Blogspot, uh, th- those types of things. And so uh, MySpace was, was, was out and about during those days. That was one of the early, early ones of, uh, that, of things going on. And so we're trying to figure out, as our kids are growing up, how does all of this work? What, what is it that we can do? What should we do? Uh, and, and what would be appropriate? So for us, we began with a, with a, a passage of Scripture. I don't know if you remember, Amy. We, we took Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy, think on these things. You tell, talk about what we did with that. I know exactly what we did. We printed that out. and we On had, our dot matrix printer. Absolutely. We tore off the little side things <laughs> that you ripped off with the holes. And um, we would put that on probably the only screen in our home of a computer sort. So we taped it on there and it became something that our kids saw every time they went on to play their games. Um, it became part of the computer. Yeah, it was uh, really a way of helping us to, as one of our values, a scriptural value, a biblical principle, to say we need to be careful about what it is that we're setting before our eyes. How how are we handling uh, this technology that, as Amy said, is really a gift? H- how do we do that? Uh, one of the things that we did also was, for us in those days, is that uh, we, we recognized, I think, early, one of the things was that the computer has changed us and will continue to change families. And so just like the television had a very central role 
and still does in many instances, uh, as a screen in your home. We did that with our computer, and it felt very weird. Uh, Just like the television was in a a main room, we took our computer and put it in a main room where if we're going to be on it, uh, it was where everyone could see what was going on. Why did we do that? Well, we did it to really put it in its place, to be honest with you. Um, I'm thinking back that financially, that kind of led out because from the get-go, it was a huge investment to have a computer in your home. There was not thoughts of let's have multiple uh, screens and you know have them around the house. We had one investment. I look back and I'm really thankful for that. And we put it in its place. We put where the screen was facing out towards the family. And we taught our kids from an early age that um, there's nothing to hide, that technology is good, uh, but there should never be anything to hide in it. So we put it in a prominent place where everybody could see it. We uh, soon went from computer games, and and one of the things that we tried to do with each of those was uh, set some time limits, you know, because you only had one computer for us, uh, and we had three kids, uh, we had to set some time limits of, okay, you're going to get to spend this amount of time playing whichever game you want to play, and and know this, we were a part of of selecting those games with them so that we knew what was going on. And, uh, and you've got this amount of time. And when that time's up, your brother or your sister or whoever is going to, or your mom or your dad is going to get on that computer. And so we begin to try to set some limits and some guidelines. You know, I think today even, well, how does that relate today? Just quickly. I mean, uh, we don't have major big computer desktops necessarily uh, anymore. Most people are using cell phones, small screens, tablets, those types of things. Uh, and And in today's world, they're so cheap, you have multiples of those. So you have to begin to think through, okay, are we setting time frames, setting time limits, boundaries that people can uh, be involved in that? We're utilizing those personal screens in public areas, you know, and trying to get people, hey, uh, be involved with the family. You can watch what you're watching, whatever that is, or asking questions. Amy is really good about saying, hey, what are you looking at? What, what's, what, what are you watching? Just trying to get people's heads up out of their screens. Yeah, and not so much in an um, interrogation type of way, but truly, hey, let's talk about it. What are you looking at? Um, I think there's an overarching principle, regardless of the, of the time frame that you're in technology, and that is moderation. We taught our kids this with, with a lot of things, not just technology, but set yourself a limit. This is not just an all-consuming um, entity in, in your life that set yourself a limit, then get up and do something totally different. Um, go outside. So we really tried to teach the value of self-regulation, setting limits, um, and parents, let's be honest, as adults, we have to help children set those limits. They don't come natural to our human nature. We want more. We want more. But you've got to be the parent. You've got to do the hard stuff of saying, all right, 30 minutes is up. You know, no more five more minutes. Now, I know I was given to that. And I also will admit I was given to I needed that time sometimes for my kids to be occupied so I could get something else done. So I had to practice these same principles. You know, that's one of the things that uh, uh, 
uh, or, or I guess the next kind of principle that you got to think through, not only um, setting your own boundaries, setting your own limits, uh, and those types of things, uh, but you sticking to those. We have to model a consistency with that. And then we also have to be involved. I mean, we in the early days of, like I said, Zanga, uh, Facebook comes along, uh, YouTube, uh, all the different things. One of the, We had to get involved in the social media world that our kids were involved in. And as parents who were trying to learn about what these uh, sites were about, what was going on, because we knew our kids were headed in those directions or our kids were wanting to be in those areas, rather than just the, the obligatory, I agree, I agree, I agree, we actually sat down and kind of read through some of those, like the whole idea of how old do you have to be? And so when there was a, uh, our kids were wanting to be involved in a particular new platform, we would, we would sit down together and we would read through it. Or we would say uh, to the kid that was uh, wanting it, hey, can you read? And what does it say is the time or, or how old do you have to be uh, to actually have an account? We allowed the actual platform in many instances to prolong us allowing them to be on. Well, if this is what the company says, uh, like for most of them, it was 13. We would just say, okay, well, if the company says it's best for a 13-year-old, that's when they could begin. They must know why a 13-year, someone under 13 shouldn't be on this platform. And so we, we allowed that to dictate. And we would say, listen, if that's what they say, then we're going to do the right thing. Because if you're not doing the right thing in this area, it becomes easier not to do the right thing in another area. We attempted to try to get our kids to think consistently, which was, okay, how do you moderate? How do you, when can you get on? How long can you be on? Uh, Amy was always really good about talking about motivation for what we were doing. Talk a little bit about that, Amy. Um, speaking of just finding the gift in all of this, social media with a daughter can be a gift into her heart, into what her thoughts are. Um, so I'm all about let's use it, let's seize it uh, to know our children better. So Jordan and I would have conversations early on in Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, you name the platform, but really the, the issue was, why are you posting what you're posting? Are you trying to elicit certain responses? Are you um, looking to build yourself up through through likes, through people's comments? So it was a great opportunity to sit down with a young teenage daughter and talk through self-esteem. Talk about um, why are you needing affirmation from someone or some group of people. So it can be used to side by side, walk along with your daughter and get a picture into her heart. Wow. I mean, the platforms themselves, and I want to keep saying this, they're not evil. It's how we utilize them. And so helping our kids think through that and, and just even that phrase still continues to carry on uh, for me today. Why am I posting what I'm posting? What is, uh, is this really necessary? Do I have to say this publicly or could I say this in, a, in another way? And so um, that, that, that was a really, really good 
guideline for us as a family. Uh, so we also were involved in a lot of social media early on, uh, trying to learn alongside our kids, which meant whatever, we had kind of a guideline in our home that whatever social media platform our kids were a part of, we were going to join it also. And as a prerequisite for them to be on it, they had to uh, accept our request for friendship or whatever that looked like so that we were all seeing what each other were posting or what we were what we were liking or what we were doing. There was a sense of accountability that came along with that because accountability within a family is very, very important. One, a, another way that we held to accountability was is that um, our passwords, everyone knew our passwords in our family. So at any point, Anyone could pick up another person's phone and see an account. Uh, we could, uh, there, was, there was even a period of time where we didn't have our phones locked so that anyone could walk by. There were periods of time where I would take my phone, open it up, and give it to one of my sons and say, okay, let me have yours. And it became an accountability, not so much of trying to trap someone, as much as what we do matters. We want to be accountable to each other and that we live a life of accountability one to another as believers and as a family. Um, I know some of you may be freaking out about this, about shared passwords and all of this. And again, this is descriptive. This is what we did, but it, it I think, worked well for our family. Um, you have to remember, we started with a foundation of trust that... I think that our kids looked and trusted that we love them. This was not about trying to catch them. It was trying to protect them. And then they they saw that we were in it with them, that we were trying to figure out this world of technology for our own protection as well as theirs. So we instilled a, a sense of trust and a sense of vulnerability that we all needed accountability, mom and dad as well. Um, and then I think we really, the principle that we, we strived for was the difference between privacy and secrecy. Everyone deserves um, some privacy, you know, there are things, you know, that obviously we have closed doors, you know, in our, our doors in our houses to protect some privacy. But to be honest, that's a pretty small circle in our home. We do respect one another's privacy. We want to know that our or we want our children to know that they can get away and be alone. But secrecy is something that's totally different. Well, and that's a very fine line. I even deal with this uh, in some of my counseling. When husbands and wives start changing passwords and they no longer have access to what each other is posting uh, with their text messages and uh, no, you can't hold my phone. No, you can't see what I'm doing. You, you begin you begin to step into an area where, I mean, you're already in a danger zone uh, because, uh, as you said, there's a difference between privacy and secrecy. And when, when Amy, if it gets to the point that you can no longer get my passwords and look at who I'm texting, what I'm watching, what I'm seeing, uh, things have become secret, secretive, all of a sudden, our marriage, our family is in a very dangerous spot. And I think we kid each other. We kid ourselves, to be real honest with you. We, we deceive ourselves when we think that 
something could never happen to us in those areas. And so even with our kids, that's very, very important. It was very important to us for them to know that we're accountable one to one to another. Uh, that That's a part of that. Uh, and so anything, any words you want to, any other words you want to speak on that? Just to reiterate uh, the danger of secrecy that I think technology just brings out uh, symptomatically what's in the heart. When you're trying to hide something from someone you love, that's a danger. That's a red flag that um, that sin, to be honest, is progressively growing in your life. And it can happen to mom and dad just as easily as our kids. You were reading an article not long ago that uh, was really impactful. We, we've, we've discussed that. And I'll, I'll share just a little bit about that. Well, I think there's so many great individuals who've written books, articles, um, even podcasts, all of it, to equip parents um, raising kids in technology because we've already made the the point that it's growing so quickly. We've got to have help as a parent. You've got to seek out people who are researching. So there's a man named Tony Ranke um, who's done some great work um, statistically about how smartphones are changing the way we think how they're changing our children, our everyday lives. And then he also has some great articles that just, how can you parent? It's just really practical things, much of the same principles that Kyle and I have been talking about, but how can I put them into practice? There's one in particular... See if I can find it. 12 Tips for Parenting in the Digital Age by Tony Ranke. So I think he's one that I go to a lot to uh, get research and to get practical tips. He he does a lot of writing over at DesiringGod.org, right? He does. He does. Okay. Well, um, a couple of other things. Uh, You're going to have to be consistent. That was one of the things that Amy and I continually had to go back to was being consistent on how we um, uh, walk this out with our kids. And were we perfect in that? No, we weren't. But we would have to continually check one another and say, hey, we've, we're slipping here. And then we would have conversations with our kids and say, hey, listen, we realize that we've slipped up in this area. We've not been consistent in enforcing this. And we're, we're going to go back. And I wish I could tell you that they were like cheering. Yes, consistency. We're going to have discipline. We're, there's boundaries. But we, we, ha- we had made a commitment with each other and that's huge. You have to agree as mom and dad on what these are going to be with your kids. And then you're living by them at some level yeah. also. There were times where we had some expectations written out so that kids could see what was expected, time limits, things like that. So consistency, communication is so important, Um, mutual accountability. And I want to throw out there, too, your kids are going to mess up with social media. Yes, they are. It's just it's too big of a beast for us to expect. a child or a young teenager or even a young adult to handle it, or in my case, a 50-year-old woman to handle it correctly all the time. So they're going to mess up. We need to give them the grace. Something looking back that I think, oh, we probably overreacted. I failed. It wasn't overreacted. (laughs) I probably failed in this one. One of our children, who shall remain nameless, um, started a Facebook account before the magical age um, and tried to keep it secret. And we found out 
because, well, that matter, but we found out. And instead of graciously having that person close the account, we we did enforce that, but we also made them write a final post of why they were having to. Uh. So I'm sorry, unnamed child. Uh, you still would have had to have closed the account, but I don't know why. But we, in the moment, well, we I thought mean, that the, was really important. I was going to say, at that point, uh, I probably moved into... Um, punitive discipline rather than redemptive discipline and uh, wanting to, uh, I, I don't know that I wanted to embarrass them, but I wanted to set a point. And, and uh, when discipline becomes other than redemptive, uh, you start getting into some, some difficult waters, I think. And so, um, listen, uh, you can do this. Social media is here. It's not going away. It can be used positively. Uh, within your family, there's got to be open conversation. Uh, there's got to be an agreeing between a, a spouses so that you can set the right kind of standards. Uh, Amy was really good about saying, let's get the kids involved in this so that along the way there is some buy-in. buy-in. Not necessarily did they like it, but... Uh, she was always really good about saying, let's give them some choices. We got to choose what the choices were they'd pick between, but they got to choose those. And then that way they had some buy-in to the rules and the, and then, then living by the consistency made a big difference. I think an encouragement I would leave you with is just to remember the opportunity that technology gives you to walk alongside your child and let them see you putting the gospel into practice into your life, um, how to speak into their life in very real ways that they're dealing with. Um, so use it as an opportunity. Uh, no other generation like this one has had the chance to experience something side by side with their kids like this. I also want to say you can pick some accounts and say no to. It was, you don't, if you don't believe this is a healthy one, then you can say no. Pick some accounts that you agree on, that we are going to utilize these, we're not going to do these. Check it often. Uh, be involved. Uh, it's okay to set limits. Um, boundaries are good. Boundaries aren't necessarily limiting. They provide a lot of freedom and security. Again, I want you to know, uh, do we have this figured out? No. Uh, we practiced in an age before uh, extreme social media that's out there today. But it is possible for you to succeed in the digital world as a digital family. Thanks for joining us on Family Cast, a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. We ask you to subscribe to Family Cast on your favorite podcast platform. And invite a friend to listen in.